We are one of just 19 nations out of 197 that does not have an armed police force. Most who choose to go unarmed are island nations like the Marshall Islands, Nauru, Samoa, Fiji, Tuvalu and the like. But Norway, the UK, with the exception of Northern Ireland, Iceland and New Zealand are the outliers in more developed nations who have decided that they will police by the consent of the population and not by force. However, times change. Communities change. And attitudes change. For a long time, the police themselves did not want to be armed. The most recent survey of police by the Police Association showed 69% wanted to have guns on them at all times, not just in the boots of their cars. And that is up considerably from 2008, 13 years ago, just 48% of officers wanted the opportunity to carry sidearms. I don't blame police one little bit for wanting the added assurance of having a firearm. A significant number of the crims they're dealing with have guns, and more importantly, these crims are not afraid to use them against each other, against members of the public, and against police. Another survey, this one in 2017, found a 38% increase in the number of staff who'd been threatened with a firearm compared to two years ago. So 38% increase in firearms being presented at police staff compared to two years ago. Of frontline staff, 21% had been threatened with a gun, 40% of those more than once. And of course, that num- that was back in 2017, so that number will be up considerably given the shootings over the past four years. However, Police Minister Poto Williams, who was on with Mike Yardley this morning, says the people she represents are totally against the routine arming of our police. For some communities, having um, armed police, you know, permanently armed police, calls for them some, um, some real concern. And, you know, I can see why. Some of our communities, that is the case. I am um, all in favour of supporting our police to be armed when, when they need to, but I've been on record to say that I don't support the um, permanent arming of our police service. I'm talking about the communities that I represent, which is the Māori and Pacific communities, who told me loud and clear that um, you know the general arming of police, and particularly the ARTs, uh, are, are a real concern to them. I'm talking about the people that are impacted in terms of having the disproportionate rates of, of contact with police. Uh, Māori and Pacific populations are stopped more, charged more, arrested more. So for those communities to have uh, permanently armed police is um, a real difficulty for them. So those are the communities I'm talking about. So that was Police Minister Potter Williams this morning. We did ask the Minister for clarification as to who exactly her people are. She's a New Zealander of Cook Island descent. She's the MP for Christchurch East and the police minister. However, in the interview, the people she says she represents appear to be exclusively Māori and Pacific Islanders from South Auckland, not Christchurch, not New Zealanders as a whole, and not the police. So a rather small sample size, I would have thought, to make a decision that the police should not be routinely armed in the face of the dangers they're exposed to on a daily basis. Uh, the minister is travelling to Westport um, to visit the afflicted region and has yet to get back to us. So hopefully she can clarify exactly who she represents. Minister of the Crown, 
MP for Christchurch East, but she seems to have laid claim to the people of South Auckland. You might be happy about that if you're a Maori or Pacific Islander from, from South Auckland. So, leaving that aside, if you can, um, is it a matter for the police to decide whether they should be armed or not? I would have thought yes. If they're the ones who are routinely putting their lives on the line, then it's up to them to say what tools they need to do the job. You know, we don't have a trigger-happy police force. Yes, the number of shootings have gone up over the past decade, but that's in direct response to the threats they face. I think, in along with the fact that I think they should be able to be armed for their own protection and for the protection of the community, because criminals have shown absolutely no compunction about using firearms against each other, the public and the police, as I said in my earlier opener. They do need to have almost like a SWAT team of, of forensic psychologists and people trained with mental health. So if you are dealing with people who are wanting to commit suicide by cop or who are in the middle of a severe mental health crisis, you can make the decision to call for them as backup as opposed to a, an armed response team. But that would be the only difference I'd make. I mean, we can't get a psychologist for love nor money at the moment, but that would be on my wish list, to have a highly trained psychologist, psychiatrist team at the ready, a mental health team, to go in so that the police don't have to do their work for them. There have been a number of police shootings which have looked to all intents and purposes in reading between the coroner's lines, to be suicide by cop, people in mental health conditions who use the police as a means of getting out. And that's a terrible position to put the police in. If I'm in trouble, I call the police. And that is somebody's son, somebody's daughter, somebody's partner, somebody's mother, somebody's father. I'm asking to protect me to put their life on the line for somebody they do not know. So you take all the tools you need to do your job and keep yourself safe. If that means firearms, you go for it. I give you consent.